All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. We'd love you to support this show. Please like, follow, and subscribe to us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Your likes and subscription helps us to grow and attract interviews and content. So please retweet and share our posts. Your contributions are appreciated. Welcome to episode 426 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill. I am back this week for now. Um, today we've got Marcus Almighty Mark. Greetings. Back in the uh, the shotgun seat. Thank you for hosting kindly, sir. Welcome. And Ken as well, 69th Blizzard. Hello. And Lonnie, St. Louis Kiss. What's going on? All right, so first and foremost, it is Thursday, August 25th, which means happy birthday, Gene Simmons. It is already tomorrow in Australia, so we missed his birthday. We're really bad KISS fans, and time, <laughs> and time zones really throw a spanner in the works, as we found out earlier today when Australian Spotify posted the lead-off single, apparently, for the forthcoming super deluxe edition of creatures of the night i couldn't see the artwork whether it said 40th anniversary edition but i'm presuming it does um let's just go around the table starting with lonnie thoughts on that first single reaction to the box set, and then we'll get into some of the the bits and pieces about the track listing you know it's exciting um you know we we, we were told this was coming and we got a, a little leak today, and I'm, I'm guessing we get kind of an, an official confirmation pipe from Kiss Online tomorrow. Um, you know, it, it's exciting. I think the first single is is interesting, and you know, it, it gives us a, a little taste of, of of what we're in store for. Yeah, that's 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 super exciting, and obviously, anytime new music drops, it's. It's my fucking VCR rewinding now, goddammit. Why is Julian have a VCR? <laughs> yeah. Well, VCR. V- VCR, yeah. V- VHS dubbing wow. in action. Um, yeah, Ken, so what are your thoughts on the announcement, or the lack of announcement, but the leak of a prospective announcement, I guess? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's like Lonnie said, it's very exciting. Um, all the late, as of late, we didn't know if we were going to, you know, this other leak stuff was going to cause some stoppage to the box set or, or future box sets. But, uh, yeah, it's very exciting that uh, they're, you know, coming out with this thing. And uh, and it's, I'm, I'm guessing they're going to announce it, you know, very shortly. So, um, uh, based on what, you know, I know. I guess uh, so far I'm pretty excited and I'm sure I'll be buying it. Yeah, we'll go through the track listing in a minute, you know, just to kind of thrash down through some of the points of the things that are listed. And I OCR the Spotify Australian um, thing to, to get the, the set or the, the track listing on it. One thing that strikes me off the top is five and a half hours of Creatures error. Mm-hmm. Now, Lonnie's probably saying, well, if it could be five and a half hours of Revenger, you know, that'd be, like, really good. No, uh, I'm on board. Yeah, you are? Good. Mark, what about you? Yeah, actually, uh, you know, when the Destroyer one came out, I was, you know, not that 
excited about it being the record that it was but now that this is coming out uh, I'm, fully, I'm fully in i'm on board you know i'm ready to, i'm ready to order the deluxe version of this for sure uh because it is one of my favorite records i mean it is in my top five right easily and uh you know when i saw the list of things that are on there it's all kinds of stuff that's uh piqued my interest some things in there i thought were really odd but we'll get to that in a minute but you know it, it's I'm excited. Let's just put it that way. I mean, much more excited than I ever was for the Destroyer one. I know I keep going back to that, but th this is this is right up my, you know, right up my alley. I'm very much looking forward to this. I think one of the first things that came to mind today when this information dropped was, oh my God, Michael James Jackson is no longer with us to enjoy this moment of excitement in the fan community about an album that is important to so many of us for so many different reasons. And just how incredibly sad that made me until I realized for, you know, a few minutes later, this is his epitaph. It's a monumental epitaph to an album that he is rightfully put up on, you know, kind of the top shelf of Kiss album production and albums uh, in the whole catalog, that this really will be, you know, 76 tracks, five and a half hours of Creatures related material really will be, and we, we have no idea yet what the contents or the book or anything else that go along with it or the various formats might be. Um, there's not even word that tomorrow would be an official announcement. There's, there's nothing hinted at anywhere officially or otherwise so um what whatever the case to get this news early again is you know it's like the creature soundboard leaks and i ken and i disagree on this fundamentally he says it's all good i say it steals the thunder of the band and the label to a certain extent now that we see that a lot of those tracks are indeed included on this box set and yeah whatever whatever the reason i don't think it will affect most fans desire to purchase it um i i know there have been a lot of discussions on the board this week about napster and i agree with kind of the context that that is used in that when napster came to the forefront it engendered a massive paradigm shift to the music industry that we still reel from today. And when we look at artists earning point zero 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 one eight cents per stream, if they're even able to earn that money per stream versus, what, 18 bucks a CD, I think someone mentioned. Um, obviously, the industry has to change. Mark, you're an independent musician, so I, I want to get your just take on that quickly. Yeah, well... Look, Napster definitely effed things up for musicians a lot with that. It did kind of, uh, you know, take the money out of the pockets. And, you know, these people are saying, oh, it does. It didn't affect the bands like that much. You know, uh, that's bullshit. The only ones that it didn't affect are huge bands like, let's say, U2 or somebody who's like sold multi-millions and, you know, already has more than enough in their vaults to not have it affect them. But you know, medium tier bands and bands that are on the uprise, it definitely affects them. Uh, as far as this goes, though, we had a great discussion, us three, when you were away about th if these uh, leaks have any real effect on the buying of this box set. And we agreed that I don't think it did mainly. And for me, I don't believe so for one reason. And, and I think that this is going to be true. I hope it is, is that they will most likely take these songs and 
give them some sort of an extra sheet, maybe a little bit of a remastering job or a master job to make it sound much better than the leaks sounded. And those sounded great, don't get me wrong, but I'm sure that they'll bring them up to another level for the box set release. So I, I think that even though us people who have gotten these leaks, you know, are listening to them, we're going to be hearing probably a much better version about the, about you know much better version of those songs as well on this box set. Yeah, and you guys did a great show last week. Thank you again for you know steering the ship through the stormy tree. Uh, stormy tree. Uh, yeah. Well, well, don't do that. You know, it depends how many beers you've had. But you know what I mean. Um, it, it was an engaging conversation, and I, I felt a bit corporate. You know, kind of wagging my finger. You know, at, at will it affect? I don't think it will affect the box set sales at all. But I think when a band or a label invest time and energy in a project and kind of their thunder gets stolen um like the material that's been leaking of late of which is i, I don't want to say definitively that it's stolen of dubious provenance shall we say or unknown um i i do get why there would be anger disappointment and frustration that things outside of their control can affect things because businesses move very slowly now i'm going to put my corporate shill hat away uh before, before i get lumped in as as one whereas i just want to listen to the fucking music let's go through these discs uh, actually you're right before we get into these discs i mentioned revenge um new merch anyone gotten any shit this week because i want to see it because i didn't buy s bit yeah, give me a second. Give me, go ahead, Ken. I'll, give me a second. Okay. Yeah, I just got to show you the same thing. Well, he probably got more than me. But the, mm -hmm. the New Revenge, it's a very shiny cover. It's still in this shirt wow, graph. Shiny. But the, it's a like metallic um, color uh, cover, which is pretty cool. I guess they just sold out on Kiss Online. Um, and, yeah, it's your standard, uh, you know. Looks good. Mm -hmm. I've, yeah, got, I've got I've got one peeve with that immediately though, and that's that center ring. I know that the original had a font-based kiss, you know, uh, for the band title. I wish they'd taken the opportunity to fix it and make it a proper kiss. Logo. No, well, there there was the this kiss logo in on the '94. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish yeah. they'd fixed it to be a, a proper oh, kiss logo. Yeah, they they could have done that. Um, that's that's my it. only instantaneous quibble on that, but that vinyl, the color looks great. What about yeah. the uh, inner sleeve? Did they recreate the printed inner, inner? sleeve? Is recreated with uh, you know the picture and the the lyrics and all. So, yeah, I haven't played it yet though. Um, so hang it. on, did you say that they're sold out now on Kiss Online? Just like the other day, I think oh, it's okay. sold out. So attention, Kiss people, if you have an extra copy, please email <laughs> Mark Anthony K. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people bought too. Yeah, this has been a problem with some deliveries I see where the postal uh -huh. office. Oh, services. what about that poor like, guy who had it folded into? Folded it oh. into the. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about these post employees. Jesus wept. I mean, that just hurts me to see that. I also saw one that was actually physically smashed. You know, and you can't blame, well, I guess you can blame the packaging because unless you put it in a, you know, a shipping container Steel full case. of bubbles, yeah, and surround it with panthers. All right, Lonnie, what merch did you get? So I just got the bundle that had the, the shirt on it, the shirt that came with oh, it. Nice. That looks great. Yeah. It's very cool. Very nice. It's very nice and 
thick too, which I oh, was kind of surprised by. Usually, I was expecting like a like, like paper t- paper thin yeah, type, yeah. type of shirt, but it's really nice and thick and heavy, and it's it you know feel like really good quality. So loom, you know, very cool. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. I still wish they would have just reproduced those tour shirts, but there's probably a, a licensing thing with that that they couldn't just reproduce those Maybe. original Maybe. tour shorts from 1992, but. Pretty damn cool to have a a, a a brand new Revenge T-shirt and a Revenge record. Well, hey, hang on though, but you're not showing the main thing though, are you? What's the main thing? Where's the record? The gold record. The... Oh, no, that's no, not. No. Oh, that's not serious. Oh, okay. I, mean, I can grab that. That's been out for a while, so nah, nah, we know it's what okay. it looks like. I just but thought it... I thought it was closer to you, like within hand shot there. No, these would be right behind you on the wall there. It's in my no, bedroom. No, it's, in, it, it's in my bedroom, you know, hanging above. Over my top the bed. Like... Clash. <laughs> Clash uh... Clashes with the Bengals. Uh, anyone else purchased anyone? Because I've purchased nothing, I don't think. No, can't remember oh. buying anything. As I said, shit. I didn't purchase anything, but if somebody's generous enough to offer me one to buy, I will gladly purchase it. That's pretty interesting that it has sold out, and I think that's a good yeah, sign for them cool. getting things right with, you know, not a, well, obviously delivery issues aside, the packaging has improved, the customer service has improved over, you know, some of the albums. I think they do need to revisit and reissue Dress to Kill. Um, I don't think that's right to leave that one lingering, but I know vinyl pressing is still a problem and going to remain a problem for the foreseeable future. So um, anyway, well done. Looks good. Glad to hear that the, the shirt's thick material because some of them are so freaking thin. It's like cheesecloth. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, before we get back to creatures, I do want to just quickly talk about the Australian tour kicking off. Aussies, you're finally getting your shows and to, tonight's number four, tomorrow and tonight, whatever. I know it's already tomorrow there, um, is, of course, where are they? I don't even remember. I think Sydney. they're Sydney. Uh, Sydney tonight. So they brought back into the set the electric version of Shandy um, as previously performed during the 1980 tour, which I think is a really nice touch to not doing it all the way it's been done to death over the past few Australian tours. Um, anyone get a chance to check out any audio of that, and what are your thoughts on it, Ken? Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I saw it um, on YouTube, I guess. Um, And, uh, yeah, it was a decent performance, you know. I'm sure. I don't know how much they practiced it or anything. um, But it seemed uh, okay. Vocals were okay. Um, It it was a nice nice little touch. (laughs) Or finally a nice little change to to the set list. At least something, something, you know, to be surprised about. I'm sure it was a surprise when they, uh, for the first crowd, you know, the first day of the Australian tour. Um, I'm sure that was very cool uh, and probably a great um, reaction from the crowd because of that. Um, and Mark's showing it here on his phone. But, yeah, I think it's a, a, a cool thing. And uh, uh, it would be nice if they even, you know, did that other places. You know, outside of Australia, they don't have to do it just there. <clears throat> Australia, um, they could do it somewhere else. Mark. Yes. What do you think of it? Uh, well, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> sorry, I was just tending to my phone there. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
interesting set list. I mean, I, I caught it the other day. I was looking through. I was trying to find it now, but I decided to just find the video instead really quickly. Um, yeah, but, you know, the, the Shandy thing, I always feel that that's very exclusive to Australia. I mean, every time you hear a tour of Australia happening, you kind of almost know they're going to do that there, whether it's an acoustic version or just Paul playing on guitar. There's always going to be a Shandy there. And even in, I think when they did the uh, early reunion tour, they did it in New Zealand, too. I think when they did that show, they played it there as well. So um, I don't know. Do you think it would really matter if they played that song in America? I mean, sure, it'd be nice to hear it. But I, I think it's just something that's very attached to Australia, I find, that song. But, uh, you know, it's it seems like the performances are going over well. The shows seem to be doing good. I've seen nothing but happy people and lots of pictures being posted on Facebook with people, you know, meeting up with people in hallways. I've seen a few pictures of people meeting up with Doc, you know, somewhere like in a hallway or somewhere in the arena, they meet up with Doc, or I saw somebody meet up with Eric Singer, you know, pre-show, you know, so it seems like they're really in a good mood over in Australia. So uh, I, I sound like it's going well, and I hope it continues to go well, you know, knock on wood, hopefully there isn't some like, no last minute like cancellation due to COVID or something stupid. So hopefully they get to uh, go through their older shows and, you know, and then, uh, you know, they get to finish off everything perfectly and leave the Australian people happy. Yeah. Ken, your thought. Um, no, Lonnie, sorry. No, Lonnie. You know, I think, I think it's cool that they're doing it um, electrically and as a full band, you know, I'm sure like, you know, when they're getting ready to go on the Black Diamond, I'm sure most fans in the audience are like, oh, okay, here we go. He's going to do, you know, a verse or two with Shandy solo, and then we'll, we'll go on the Black Diamond. And then he doesn't do it. Oh, you know, some people might be thinking, oh, some people might have been pissed. Like, oh, oh, geez, we're not even going to do that. We're, we're really not even changing it up even just a little bit for that. Um, then they come back to the encore, and they do the full band version of it, which is, excuse me, really cool, considering, you know, electric version of that. They said the last time. I think the last time they did a full electric version of it was 95 when they did um, the tour down there with uh, with Bruce and Eric right when they're um, just starting the, the unplug show so um, really really cool um, and it's and exciting no, I, don't, I don't think that I think, I think to agree with Mark I think it is very exclusive to, to Australia and that part of the world I think if they were to do Shandy in the United States I think 90% of people there would look at each other like what the hell is this I don't, I don't think most people would know what the hell it is at all yeah i think in australia it was probably expected but the form that it took was the surprise right. and i'm a firm believer that shandy should only be inflicted on the australians sorry mates uh, just just as much as crazy night should only be inflicted on the brits um you know Ju just for the similar reasons of personal taste only. I'm sorry. Um, as an Englishman, I'm supposed to love Crazy Nights, but I just can't get there. Um, I did. I did have another thought. Oh yeah, I'm particularly peeved that it uh, Shandy replaced Tears Are Falling. I mean, that one cuts me to the quick as well. But mm. you know, more power to them. They shook it up. <clears throat> they they changed it up, and you know, people who complain about you know, Kiss. Well, uh, they did something. They changed the set finally. Um, we did get some other box scores in the other day as well. So the May um, run through the U.S., uh, Dayton did very well, 90% over a million gross. Milwaukee was a dog. 
uh, under a million, but 9,000 out of 21,500. Um, but I think there were some weather concerns and obviously that had been postponed a couple of times as well. Hartford, you know, a little bit better, 12,000 out of 22,500. And then uh, Walnut Creek, similar. You know, but they're still pushing nearly a million per market and you think about what they have in terms of merch add-ons and meet and greets on top of that that I, I think the tour still clearly has some legs and Zurich also came out for anyone who cares uh, in Switzerland uh, 9800 out of 12,000 and a bit mm. so still I, I think it's still decent I think it still shows that people still want to see Kiss and I'm looking forward to hopefully getting some box scores out of Australia but you, know, you just never know what's going to get reported and what doesn't um, let's go back to the the creatures box set and take a look at disc mm -hmm. two which I have creatively titled for this discussion demos and rare one it starts off with the killers the four killers tracks followed by the three penny lane from early 1981 so those are pre-elder when they were going to do a rock type album uh demos of a couple of those and then into a whole bunch of outtakes uh nowhere to run take 11 tell it to a fool chrome goes into motion an, an alternate mix of i'm a legend tonight don't leave me lonely drums and guitar instrumental it seems something seems to happen at night gene and it's going to be all right um Ken, since you did the Gene Simmons vault with me, I'm going to start with you on you know thoughts on that. What do you think about the Killers tracks being included and the pre-Elder stuff in particular? Yeah, the Killers tracks. Um, I think it's a cool thing. Um, I you know it's something that they were going to do before uh, or working on before, right before Creatures. <clears throat> so um, I, you know I'm okay with it, and we. I don't know what version of these, if they're the same tracks from that we hear on Killers, or you know, they've been remastered, or the ones that came out. Well, that recent remaster, what is it, Japan or whatever the, the CD that came out. Those Japan uh, ones from like a year and a half ago, yeah. Or the, yeah. Or the yeah, or the or the B or the '89 remixes, the the B sides. Yeah, so. I don't know which one it is or what they are. It could be some other, you know, um, thing. So, uh, so I'm okay with that. And the Gene demos, um, I'm hoping it's a better demo, <laughs> uh, at least for something like It's My Life. I hope it's a uh, another demo or better demo quality than the one that was on the, the Gene Simmons vault. Um, so I'm just hoping for a little bit variation than than that than what we've already heard it may it may not be but uh I, i'm just up for it before i go to mark i want to comment on one thing that you mentioned there that you hope that it's a better demo i'm not too bothered it would be nice if it were but if it is the same as the vault one thing i did notice on destroyer 45 is that the material that was included on gene simmons vault um was mastered better or more appealingly for my ears on the universal release than the vault so mm -hmm. i preferred those and the versions that were included on the vault were edited and we got the originals 
um, the original just purely mastered ones for Destroyer okay. 45. So I, I think if it's a cleaner, better master of the same material, I'm okay with that as well. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to hear, and obviously everyone's going to have their own take on that. Mark? Yeah, um... I'm looking forward to this disc actually because uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of the killer stuff. I, I like those four songs when they came out originally. Uh, so it's, it's going to be interesting to hear those. Um, some of these uh, other songs, I'll admit, I don't know some of these ones well enough. Maybe if I heard them, I'll probably say, oh yeah, I heard them on YouTube before or whatever. But in this sort of title that they have, like, Tell It to a Fool, I don't, I wouldn't know right off the bat what, that's, what song that is if you, if you just told me the title, right? Uh, but it's interesting that they have these like I'm a legend tonight mix for instrumental and background vocals. So you know there's going to be a few people down the road are going to do their own you know karaoke versions of me singing I'm a legend tonight with the band you know because they have no lead vocal there so they can just top top their own vocals on top of it. So uh, interesting that they put stuff like that on there. I've I've always also liked this sort of you know drum and bass takes that they have. I, I'm really big on the construction of songs. So when they put stuff like that in there, I find it very interesting just to see how they are in some of their more raw states, right? So I think it's great. I, I'm i really looking forward to uh, hearing some of these songs because, like I said, some of them I, I'm not familiar with. Like, something seems to happen at night. I don't know what that song is. Like, I wouldn't know what it is. And even the song that leaked, that, that song I thought I think turned out really good. And, uh, you know, it's it's interesting how some of these songs got lot left off the album. I think that it's still not as good a track as the ones that are on Creatures, but, you know, there's some pretty strong songs here that they have left over. Yeah, Sammy Hagar called him, feels betrayed. <laughs> uh, Lonnie, your, your take on the second CD, stuff that jumps out, are you disappointed that you will now never get a Kiss Killer Super Deluxe Edition? Um, no, no, I'm not. But I do think that it's appropriate that those four songs wind up on there along with the, the Penny Lane demos. I, I think that's important. I think those four songs and the Penny Lane demos all tell the story of Creatures of the Night. Um, you know, Guns and Guns Guns Roses did a Appetite box set a few years ago, and they included, this, uh, their disc too included all the songs off of Lies, whether it was from Five Like a Suicide and the and the acoustic version of you know, with Patience, I used to love everybody at the killer and those songs on the appetite box set as well. Because I because well one, you're not gonna do a lies number one, they weren't gonna do a lies box set. Number mm -hmm. two, the songs from Live Like a Suicide and those acoustic songs from Lies, I mean those in those acoustic songs told the story of Appetite for Destruction as well. And and I think this does the exact same thing. Um and, and and we're probably going to read about it in the book that comes with it as well, talking about how they wanted to do a, the, the original intention after Unmasked was to do a rock album, and these three songs were you know some of the ones we recorded, and you know then we ended up doing Killers, and then we evolved into Creatures of the Night. So I I think it does tell the story of the album. So I think it's very important that they that they wind up here. I think I think it's great. Yeah, my initial reaction to seeing the Penny Lane demos on this was a stream of dock worker expletives. Expletives. Um, I was like, what the fuck? That means I'm not going to get an Elder Box. But how often, how likely was I to ever get an Elder Box anyway? I mean, come on, let's get real. Um, 
But I think, Lonnie, I think you hit the nail on the head, but I also want to read about the context in, in the book about why those are there in particular. Kiss Killers absolutely has to be there. They're part of the creature's story. I hope they're new masters, but you know what? Those things sound pretty damn hot anyway, no matter, uh, you know, any way you slice it. See what I did there? Yeah. Um, yeah. So very cool the de the rest of the demos i have no idea what the, the the original demos of feel like heaven the original demo of feel like heaven probably is the box set because the um vulgar one i don't think is that demo so that's probably gene box so again mastering deadly weapon i'm very curious about that is it deadly weapon or deadly weapons you know, I guess we're going to find out. And then some of these different takes. That's what I want out of a creature's box is alternate takes and mixes and mm -hmm. see what the hell they did with it. I didn't get the, the time lengths off the Spotify um, thing, but there's a, a clear difference in length between both Deadly Weapons. And I think that one's a key, uh, you know, a crystal clear copy. That's going to be very cool. And a personal love is it's going to be all right. Crystal clear would be really nice and chrome goes into motion i can't remember if we've heard that one or whether it was chrome heart I get confused uh very very nice to see let's move on to disc three which is more demos and rare and you get multiple takes of saint and sinner i still love you <coughs> legends never die uh, it's my yeah. life which has mm -hmm. already been mentioned not for the innocent the demo betrayed which is now the sync i want to talk specifically about betrayed first uh but then also uh your thoughts on all of these we'll, we'll call this the edits and takes uh demos and rare um disc for it what do you think about Betrayed? Obviously, I've already mentioned Sammy Hagar, and it's not the first time that a Kiss song has used the melody or some of the lyrics to another artist's songs. Um, the box set had Ain't That Peculiar, which was, of course, a Marvin Gaye hit from 1965, yes. and I think it was written by Smokey Robinson and the usual cartel. Then there was every little bit of your heart or my heart i can always screw up which one which used part of a ron uh, linda ronstadt song hurt so bad or good uh where my notes hurt so bad which was originally a hit for little anthony and the imperials and then there's only one way to rock the melody so i i think it's interesting into the creative process that an artist uses that sometimes they use the melody to an existing song just like if you're playing a guitar Sometimes you're bashing around on it, playing another band's riff and turning it into your own. Mark, go to you as the artist for Betrayed and also your thoughts on disc three. Yeah, I mean, uh, I like I said earlier, I, I, I kind of like Betrayed. And one of the things that I found interesting about it was we've always talked about how we would have loved to have heard, you know, like Lick It Up with that same kind of production, with that kind of massive drum sound that they had on Creatures. And now this song has that sort of drum sound on it you know what i mean like it, it definitely has uh elements of that uh sound on it maybe it's not as heavily processed as like i love it loud or something like that but it's definitely there when you hear him drumming so it's going to be nice to hear some of these other songs that we've never heard of with this sort of production value added to them uh, I've, I've always thought the that uh it was uh an, inter an interesting thing that they didn't use it further on but the song overall, I think, is is good. Um, it would have been nice to hear to hear if they actually did do some sort of like completed lyrics to it, with an actual you know take of a mix. But still, beggars can't be choosers. I'm happy that we got that at least, right? So it's it's a good song. Great guitar tone. 
you know, even even not final mixed. I, I love the sound of the guitar and the drums on this stuff. It's gonna be it's gonna be great to hear this stuff in the you know in the car blasting full blast just to hear how it sounds. You know, uh, but you have you know these a uh, couple of versions of like I still love you. Take one, take two, take one of Saint and Sitter, take two false star. Uh, what I find interesting though is the mixes. I love it loud. Alternate mix twenty one. Then you have Creatures of the Night, alternate mix 19. So that goes to show you how many times they probably mixed these songs before they finally said, yeah, you know what, I'm happy with mix 18 or, you know, mix 22 is the one. You know, some people, you know, some people don't know how the process works, but believe me, it's not a matter of, you know, let's go in today, we're mixing Creatures of the Night. Okay, we're done. Let's move to the next song. No, sometimes a song can take you like days or weeks. And don't forget, these guys are doing it old school <clears throat> on, on analog boards. You know, they, if they if they're done and move on to another song, all of a sudden they're moving faders again, changing EQ settings. And if somebody comes back and say, "Uh, Gene, I don't like the actually the mix we did on that song a few days ago. Can we just fix that?" You know what a pain in the ass that is to get them to get it reset the back the way it was. It's an almost near impossible unless you have like some sort of automation where you can save stuff. And I'm not sure if they had that yet on those boards. So, you know. So 21 t masters or 20, sorry, 21 mixes, they've been doing that every day until they get that song done. So that's interesting to see how many uh, mixes they tried on some of these songs. So I, I find that really fascinating. And of course, I'm going to be curious to hear some of these versions, you know, like the single edit of I Love It Loud and you have like an incomplete rock and roll hell. And, you know, it, it, it's it's interesting. All the things that we were hoping for, uh, you know, to to hear from this kind of a box that we're getting, so we should be all happy campers. And even here, War Machine, full length mix eleven. So there you go. They even had they even went as far as like eleven mixes for a song that doesn't sound overly complicated, like War Machine. But hey, who knows? Maybe they said, oh shit, I didn't like that sound effect on this part, or I didn't like how Gene's bass was in the verse. So, you know, back to the start, right? Yeah, so that stuff doesn't really circulate. Uh, you know, I think the single edit it only has the, the fade back end missing from it. I can't remember off the top of my head. I think one thing that kind of jumps out is that the uh, 85 remix, Creatures of the Night. Yeah. And I always remember there being three, but then again, I've got interviews with Eric Carr who talked about only that one song being remixed. So I guess that answers that question, perhaps. And again, maybe more in, in the booklet, uh, the information about it, uh, Betrayed just too damn upbeat for me. Lonnie? Um, I think it's it's a cool mix. The, I, I think the trade was good. I listened to it this afternoon. I thought you know it, it was interesting and different. And um, just what the kind of stuff that we're hoping to get from this box set. Um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of mumbling around a little bit with the Sammy. I didn't even realize what it was until Julian told us before before the show started, and then he just goes. I I take no credit for that. That was what mm -hmm. someone wrote on the FAQ. So thank you to whomever that was. Well, thank you. But I said, but I had no idea, and I was like, oh, okay. I thought he was just kind of mumbling around like Mark was saying before we started, and then okay, like and like he knew what what he wanted the chorus to be, but he was still working out. Um still working out the verses so you know that's the kind of st stuff we were looking for I me mean, i'd never heard that before and it's like oh wow this is you know this is new this is different i mean this is this is exactly what we're what we're looking for um you know i i the one thing i wonder you know julian was mentioning earlier you know will, will the gene simmons demos will they be any different than than what wound up on on the vault i think it's a, a question that a lot of kiss fans are probably having in their, in their minds 
um, today from seeing what's on some of these so far. But um, just the different outtakes and the different different mixes, you know, um, it's exciting. You know, it, it's cool. I'm excited about it. You know, there, there's some stuff that people are complaining that aren't on here. And I think Julian has an opinion for that. He's going to get into here in a little bit as well. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the um, theoretical omissions. How's that for politically correct? But I want Ken to, uh, to talk uh, just about this disc as well, get his take before we go into the missing stuff. Yeah, um, yeah I hear Betrayed also. And uh, yeah, I thought it was really good. There was something about it. Now, were you guys saying it was just the, the lyrics or something that are stolen from uh, Hagar? Melody. Melody, melody oh, and some, melody. Of the, some, okay, of, okay. some of some of the verse lyrics, I believe. I'd have to go and listen and compare. Hey, melody the Melody, because I was sitting there listening to it. I listened to it a couple of times. And I'm like, I know this this part of the song, this riff is like, I've heard this before. <laughs> I couldn't place it. I couldn't place it, so maybe it is. I'm, now I'm gonna have to pull out the uh, my Sammy Hagar, <laughs> Standing Hampton album, and and check that out. So uh, I can do a little comparison. But uh, yeah, I thought something was really bugging me about it. It's like, well, it sounds like something else, but it still sounds different enough to where I can figure it out. And uh, but I thought it was really good. I I'd love to have a final version of that. I guess they never got to that point. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it would have been great. I liked the song. I thought it was, you know, well written, well done. Um, as far as the takes, yeah, I agree with about you know the extra takes on to hear different versions of songs, or maybe they sing something different, and, and that sort of thing happens in the song. Um, Not for the innocent, of course, um, which we always. Oh, I want to hear that fully mastered in well, a, a full, studio. Yeah, a nice, Holy nice shit! Version of that I'm hoping for. Um, another thing, that's, yeah, that stood out to me is that War Machine full length. I said, like, "Oh, full length." Uh, I, I wonder what the length is. You know, time. You know, <laughs> how long it how long it runs. I thought, because you know, some great guitar playing at the end towards the end of that song. I wonder if they had an extended uh, a solo or something like that going on. That that would be great. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the, the other stuff. It's just it's all good. I think everything there is going to be very. Um, interesting to to check out um, and you know the thing about the takes the different takes I, I, when you bring that up i wonder if any of those takes were from or altered uh, sorry that is the alternate mixes are from could have been from 85 that they were thinking about maybe changing mm. for the 85 release i i don't know maybe not but it, that's also a possibility that they were playing around with some of those things at that time. No, we get liner notes uh, that you know tell us some Slated of the answers. Up. That well, just like just like they did on the newspaper print of Destroyer Forty Five, they actually showed some real boxes which had some details. It didn't have the damn date for uh, "Ain't None of Your Business," though, which really bugged me. Um, all right, who wants to talk about the missing stuff and trigger me? Put a quarter in, Julian. Who who's going to go there? What do you think is not on so, the demos and rare? So, Julian, what what really bugs you about this? What's missing from here? What would you have liked to? <laughs> what were you expecting on to hear? hear? What were you expecting to hear? Me, I'm I'm perfectly happy with this. But what do you think's missing? But Julian, Julian, where where's the version of Paul Stanley singing back on the streets? That was supposed to be on here. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's just you. it's just kiss again, not giving the fans what we really want. What we deserve, what we deserve, Julian. 
That's the yeah. FAQ personified right there. <laughs> what about the unreleased version of I Love It Love with Vinnie Vincent singing? We didn't get that either. Why would you? How many times did Vinnie Sue kiss? Is just my, my thought on, I, I'm even amazed that we have a Creatures of the Night Deluxe, yeah. uh, that we've got anything. Okay, back on the streets, let's go there. And I have no idea. I don't know if it's because Universal and Kiss hate Vinnie Vincent, but I think it's more likely this. Betrayed was a warrior song. It clearly had no lyrics. We've heard the instrumental previously. We've heard a Fergie Fer Fredrickson version where he's working out a melody for it. So I think that was underdeveloped enough for it to be presented to Kiss as an idea. And we've heard from the demo that's led off the singles today, um, Paul working up ideas. And clearly it's not done and wasn't, you know, probably even pursued. Because again, I think it's too upbeat for the direction that they were going for a ball-kicking, heavy, you know, rock album. So, back on the streets. We've heard that it was presented. We've heard in interviews all over the years that everyone was trying a vocal for it. Well, here's my thoughts on that. Vinnie Vincent was not a member of KISS. He was just a frickin' session player, you know, earning his pennies, playing guitar and pitching some songs to them. There was no way he was ever going to get a vocal on it. If Paul couldn't sing it, if Gene couldn't sing it, and... Eric, who would have been highly unlikely, who also tried it, it wasn't going on the album anyway. I think if they did try it, they tried it to a warrior backing track. You know, mm. it may simply not exist in the vault. It, they may simply not have it. They may simply have not been able to obtain it, or that it was written by Vinnie Vincent as a fully completed song, already written and recorded um, by Vinnie, multiple demos, and recorded by Warrior, and also recorded by Three Speed, who I believe were in the studio at the same time as Warrior, who eventually released their version on the Voyage from Space Aliens album. I wouldn't be surprised if they simply, as a matter of convenience, said, okay, we need to record Betrayed so that we can work up our own version, but simply use the backing track and tried out the vocals for Back on the Streets. I think it's a, it, it could possibly be a figment if it... Mm. If it never existed, I can understand it, because why would they record it and save tape and go through all that tape recording multiple ones if you're singing it and you're like, Ugh, or if Eric's singing it and Paul's going, Ugh, or if Gene's singing it and everyone's going, Ugh, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of makes sense that it wouldn't have been retained or it's lost. I mean, That's it doesn't possible. have to be it doesn't have to be some big ass conspiracy, you know, or Vinny has it. Well, yeah. You think anyone's going to get on? Gene Simmons needed Vinny for the vault. I don't think he needed him any further after that. So, mm. yeah, you know, that's kind of my take on that. And don't leave me lonely. Multiple interviews I've heard Eric say they never finished it. So, you know, those are kind of the two standout ones. Are there other things? Yeah, there are going to be other things because Vinny listed a whole bunch of shit for his archives. But again, you think they're going to go to the guy who sued them repeatedly, and that includes <laughs> Universal, um, and try and go there? We've all heard in the recent episode of Three Sides that everyone's kind of triggered about Joe D'Angelo talking about some of the fun of negotiating with Vinny. That's Vinny's M.O. his whole career. Do you think Universal's got any time to do that? I wouldn't. No. no. You know, Don't they really care to? No, hey, hey, Vinny, do you want to have uh, something represented on the box? Just imagine what 
sort of can of worms. <laughs> Does it mean that it's incomplete from that perspective? Yeah, w w without a doubt. But I think it, it seems as complete as it can be. Um, any anyone want to come back at me on any of that? You know, am I am I logically sound or am I? Yeah, I thought, I thought, am I a kiss fan? I thought oh, the yeah, same. Ahead, yeah, I, I thought the same thing as you. I really thought it's like, well, they're either they're really not there or not complete enough to even put on the box set, or yeah, there's something else where they would have had to get a, a release from you know Vinny or something like that in order to you know put it on there. So uh, that's you know it's it's wide open, just like. Julian was thinking, you know, it could be either or kind of situation with with the whole thing. And uh, if it is where Vinny has, you know, the rights to it or has some rights and they want to do it, yeah, either, I, I agree that you, you don't want to have to risk uh, being sued after the fact and stuff like that and causing a big ruckus. So I think they have enough material on there. If they miss a couple just because of beneath and you know, so be it uh, otherwise maybe these are just non-existing uh, tracks that everyone was hoping that you know would appear one day it might be kiss urban legends lonnie urban Legends. yeah i think julian could be right i think, I think it could be just kiss urban legends that this that this these certain songs exist um but on the other side they very well could be um just something that that the band does not possess. That it, it could be in, in Vinny's that they could be if they if they do if they do exist, they could be in Vinny's possession. And that's just not a road that Gene, Paul, or Universal want to go down. And you know, there there's enough representation from him on here. But do we really do we? I don't I don't think Gene nor Paul. Or Universal are, have any interest in opening up negotiations. I think they've they've done that enough over the years, and they know what they would be getting into. And it's like better better just to leave that let a let a sleeping dog lie than open that up. Yeah, I, I hope I'm wrong. I'm hoping yeah. it's like so. You're still saying there's a chance. You know, <laughs> I, you know. Did you have to you say know, sleeping I, dog? No, I, I hope I hope wow. they do. I, I hope they I hope they do exist. But I think I'm okay um, with if they don't, because it looks like they've thrown in the kitchen sink into these demos, alt takes, partials, you know, instrumental background vocals. You would think that if they had anything, but I think also Vinny reclaimed his copyright for the song as well, and always had different publishing. So who knows what else business wise comes into it, Mark? Yeah, well, I mean. I think a lot of it, what you said, is on the mark. I think, uh, but I think that you know one of the things that you also mentioned is that maybe they just don't have, you know, copies of it. Maybe it's lost. I mean, there's so many things that happened over the years. I mean, don't forget they had that big, I think, a fire like back in the day, like where all those master tapes got destroyed and stuff like that. I mean, not to say that that was Kiss stuff in there, but you know, stuff does the stuff does get lost stuff does degrade i mean there's a great video i mentioned this a dozen times where they go into zappa's vault and he shows some of his master tapes and clearly says that some of the stuff is so you know ruined condition that it needed to be baked a couple times before it got played and then it was transferred to digital so that they could have something to work from because the tape wouldn't work anymore it is possible that some of the stuff that they have of these songs are on medium that doesn't work anymore 
and maybe they didn't, you know, think ahead and digitize them backup, you know, backup digitization of them. So it could be it could be lost. I mean, some of these things, maybe somebody has it in their, you know, in their desk drawer on a cassette only, and that's not a good enough version to use. So there's so many possibilities on these different lost songs or, you know, so and like you even said, maybe these songs just don't even exist in a recorded form. Maybe they just got together, got into the studio, jammed a bit on it, and like, nah, I don't like it, and they just didn't even bother doing anything with it. Or maybe a collector wanted one billion dollars, or I'll burn Someone's it. That's hoarding the, it. They're hoarding. That's the that's the <laughs> difference. Kiss fans threatened to burn stuff. Universal actually does burn stuff. Yeah. You know. All right, let's let's move into the last dude uh, two CDs. Ed, um, I'm going to call this the 10th anniversary tour and more. Um, both both of the CDs, you know, basically form a complete teach uh, teachers. I can't speak today. Creatures era live show. It's based on Rockford, Sioux City, um, Houston, and that seems to be the primary uh, uh, soundboards, which obviously it leaked recently to go to, go to the top of the show for my rant about that already. Uh, but also some bonus tracks thrown in from Pine Bluff, King of the Nighttime World. I did not know that Kiss had performed that song with Vinnie Vincent, so that I can't wait to hear. Again, putting them together or however many shows, whether they're four shows, um, should they have had the complete soundboards or do you think an assemblage is an intelligent path to go, Lonnie? I think the what they did, I think, is fine. Um, you know, I, I think that getting what, what they're giving us, they're giving us the best of these shows that, that like, leak, basically. And we're going to assemble them with the best versions of these songs for the fans. I get why people want, well, I just want a full creature so straight, you know, start to finish. Okay, I get that. Um, but would, would you rather have that or would you rather have, like, well, Paul drops his or Vinny drops his guitar in the middle of the song. Well, it's, and it, and it just kind of fucks up the whole thing for a little bit. And I'm not saying that happens in one of the shows, but what if there's just major flaw in one, I'm like, oh, we're better off just putting out a good product by by basically mixing these shows together a little bit. I'm fine with it. Um, I really am. Because we're getting a 40th anniversary of Creatures of the Night box set, first of all. How freaking cool is that? Did you ever think, did you really think we were going to get this like three years ago? These are the things that we talk about on this show forever. Say, why don't they do this? It'd be so cool if they did that. And then we'd laugh, say, yeah, but they'll never do that. That's not happening. <laughs> you know, like, like we're, we're such dreamers that we even think we'd get something like this. But, like, live versions of Rock and Roll Hell keep me coming. Like Julian mentioned, King of the Nighttime World from that tour. It's so fun. That's so cool. And the fact that there are different dates tells me I'm getting a good version of it. That, okay, I'm real excited for the Keep Me Coming. And I'm real excited for the rock and roll hell. What if I get it and it just sounds like crap? Because we were just going to do a one concert from start to finish. What if there was a better version of rock and roll hell than than the show that we got? So they're giving us the best versions of these songs because people are looking for people like like us and the people who are listening to this show. That's 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 the ones. Those are the ones that stand out on here. Is is you know? Oh, they only like keep me coming so many times. I keep. I can't wait to hear that. I only played Rock and Roll Hell so many times. 
But if Gates gave us a show and one of those two songs is kind of clunky that night, it would be kind of a letdown. So I'm excited that they're giving us the best of what we could get. Yeah, we don't know the set list of the first show on the tour, uh, which I think was Rapid City. Um, was it Bismarck? Can't remember which one it was. Um, so there were only three performances of Rock and Roll Hell until obviously that song came back and only two of Keep Me Coming. So, you know, and then they add Strutter in, which uh, came into the set later on. Mark? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I, when I got those leaks, I was listening to a whole show for a couple of days and I would switch it and put it on my little iPod here that I have right here, actually. I just put it on my little iPod and put it in the car and listen to them. So I was listening to the full shows all the time. And while I'm a big supporter of having full concerts represented, doing it this way was a better idea because having listened to all of these, there are definitely some technical things that needed to be corrected on there and you probably can't do it in this form. So the best thing to do is to find another version of that song with a better performance of it. Now, it's not that they probably didn't play it rot, rot, like wrong or something like that. It's just there were certain songs on here sometimes where I noticed where Paul's guitar would be way low in the mix, and all of a sudden you'd hear it just physically get pushed up out of nowhere. Or there would be like you know a backing vocal that was too loud or a backing vocal that wasn't loud enough, or the drum set was too loud and wasn't mixed in front. So you know, there's all these little things that were happening from song to song during the concert. Like there was a part where there was a, I think they were playing Cold Gin or something, and Vinny's solo was just way quiet and all of a sudden he just got pushed up out of nowhere so those are the kind of things that they're kind of trying to avoid they, they probably want to make like a beginning to end well represented show that doesn't have any of those things so they instead of using like Sioux Falls they used the Rockford Illinois version of that song because it was mixed better you know that night so I, I understand why they did it but like I said I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of whole concerts I'm, I'm a big collector of like the yes soundboard tapes that i have from a bunch of their tours over the years and it's the same thing rarely have i heard a soundboard where beginning to end the mix is fantastic there's always some little movement that needs to have happen or some little adjustment that needs to be made and usually by song two or three they have it dialed in and then the rest of the show sounds fantastic but you know you have to make sure that those first couple of songs are decent as well so uh, yeah, I, I, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, what I find extremely interesting, though, on here, is that they bothered to put in stuff like Tank Started the Show, or Turbine, you know, Firehouse Siren, Drum and Ending Tank, Bass Solo Wind and Gargoyles, Tour Sound Effect. Like, the fact that they're putting that stuff in there was like, wow, I mean, you know, it, to some people, it'd be like, ugh, I'm only going to listen to that once. You know, never again. But the fact that it's on there is, is interesting because, you know, now you can hear in, you know, decent quality what this stuff sometimes sounds like. Because, you know, when you're in a concert, 15,000 people screaming, you may not be able to make out what that sound was clearly or why or how does how do the sirens really sound undistorted? Because when you hear them in a concert, it's so bloody loud. It's like, oh, you know. Now you can hear the actual source of them. So I find it interesting that they included those as well. So I'm, I'm curious to hear those things. Like that turbine thing at the beginning on all the soundboards, it's like really loud, like compressed to hell. Like, it's like, whoa, what the hell? 
So to hear it this way it might be interesting to hear what they were trying to go for, like sound-wise. Yep. Ken, are you disappointed that you're not getting an audience recording to keep the consistency with Destroyer 45? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, not. I'm absolutely not. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, I, th I think it's, you know, what they did is, is really good. Uh, I agree with you guys. Um, I You know, it reminds me of, you know, when Kiss did the instant live stuff, and then they did the, uh, the last one was like the, in 2009 i think sonic boom tour or whatever and i got the and i have those and i got the one that was from oakland the, the best and then of. i got the one that was the best of mm -hmm. which it had all the best kind of every song they played on that tour for yeah. different yeah and from different you know locations uh, various locations and and it and those were the i'm guessing pretty much the best versions of the, those songs and, and that I'm th and that's what when I look at this I think of the same kind of thing and, and and I agree that you know there's a lot of problems not every show is perfect they're moving around things are going on uh, the mixer guy may have missed something or <laughs> was supposed to do something slide something up somewhere at one point in the concert and oops you know he was he was uh, you know bothered by something so yeah I think it's perfectly fine um the, my question is the the well i like the sound effects too you know maybe we can use the tank coming in at the beginning of a podcast you know or something like that. But anyway uh, uh, but, how, how many of those are going to become kiss fan ringtones oh exactly yeah really really um, something <laughs> like that but the other thing is um i just forgot what I was gonna say now. I, I, I you got all distracted that. about the thought of having a new Kiss ringtone. I know that <laughs> totally threw off its concentration. Yeah, that that was it. It's like, do want the firehouse siren, or the flames, yeah. or the yeah. bell, or the bells from hell. The bells. Yeah. But anyway, it's it's all it's all cool. Um, oh, I I know what I want to say is I mean, I know we talked about these soundboards and then the, the released leaked ones, but. Do they even know who who leaked those? <laughs> and you know, are they going to lynch him or something? But anyway, I'm just I'm just curious if they ever found out who um, actually did the leak leaking. Uh, no, and maybe like an inside person or something like that. Well, we don't know. Inside yeah. leaking. Well, one one thing I'm actually curious about though too. I don't know if you guys noticed when you listened to the to the soundboards that we got there. The beginning of the show on all of them, it's you know. You wanted the best, you got the kiss. And they start with the Creatures of Night. Do, 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 do. And the first chord that they play in every song, it's like out of tune. It sounds like, you know, some six-year-old kid was trying to play the opening chords, like, Frow! and I kept wondering, what the hell is going on? Why did he do And then I realized, I watched a video. It's because Paul tries to do, like, these like, spin kicks and, like, you know, all these crazy introductions, like, off the drum riser. So no wonder that the opening chord is, yeah. like, not in tune at all. Because they probably like, land and he's like somewhere like way up the neck where he isn't supposed to be when he lands, right? So <laughs> I'm wondering, well, how are they going to correct that? Could they possibly do an overdub and fix that? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I would. No. I, I don't think they would because it's a, if it's a soundboard, an authentic soundboard, they can't go back in and just remove that. So I'm yeah. curious if they're just going to leave it like that or if they're going to do some sort of trickery. Because I'm telling you, every single one of those shows start with a botch chord. So. Oh well, at least there's <laughs> at least there's a whole bunch of new. Um, yeah, no, you know, I'm I'm grateful. New, I'm just saying this is curiosity. 
new, new boards for the bootleggers to go to town with it, but I'm glad that we're getting a, um, a proper 10th anniversary show uh, assemblage or sound collage, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, you know, I, I think with those sound boards, though, every single one of them has faults as you kind of mentioned with the beginnings, but some of them are missing parts of songs, some of them are missing ending songs. So I think it's a smart way, rather than releasing an incomplete show, because then you don't have the tour represented properly. Um, I, I guess you could take two and patch one with the ending from another, but if the sonics don't match up closely enough, you know, I, I know you could fix an awful lot of that, especially a proper record label, even fans do it to a certain extent. But I like how this this format works. I like that those effects are there um, because, it, Mark, you, you said it, you don't generally hear those on a lot of the bootlegs yeah. uh, that we've listened to, especially the audience recordings, and the Creatures Tour is really patchy. And for the Creatures Tour, we're not getting the common ones that we might have expected, say, Universal City, I think, was one, one of the best mm. ones. Detroit was pretty good as well. I, um and no Rio. Everyone's yeah, like, it's going to be Rio. It's going to be Rio. It's going to be Rio. No freaking Rio. Um, how, how cool is that? So, you know, a, again, for the vast majority of fans who aren't glued to Facebook groups or the FAQ or other message boards, a lot of it's going to be a total surprise. And when they we, when they do see it on wherever they get their rock and roll news, I think I think the response is going to echo what i've seen on the faq today there's been a few questions about those missing songs which is totally legitimate because as kiss fans i think i include them in my books you know the demo stories mm -hmm. as things that exist and well now i i know to revise my logic when i'm writing the next or updating the next edition 34 453rd printing oh. yeah well edit it you know because history is never written you are always developing more of it you're always learning more you're always gaining more facts you never have all the information until you're dead and it doesn't matter anymore you know you're and that's you know why i keep doing what i do with the live history stuff because you know for the cruise fest i'm going to be doing a 50th anniversary edition of all three volumes of the uh, the Kiss on Tour. Only the first one will be ready for the Cruise Fest, but the rest next year, obviously, for the 50th anniversary. Nice. But just Volume 1 has not stood still since the last printing. I've added 60 reviews and cleaned up a lot of information on there, and uh, especially with doing the Aerosmith book, that's information now for those shows that Kiss did with Aerosmith are in the Kiss book. So it's never done. This is just the best um, you know, box set sculpture you know <laughs> monument for that album that's available any last yeah. thoughts on that because we're not going to get to any of the other topics today such as why didn't kiss use a third lead vocalist on creatures of the night just not going to get there um lonnie <laughs> final final thoughts hit or miss or are there any egregious other things missing from it and obviously we haven't seen any of the merchandise photos yet no um i think it's a hit and i'm excited about it i'm excited for an official announcement from Kiss Online, so I can see what else is included, what um, you know, how many page booklet are we looking at? What kind of little trinkets are going to come with it that you'll look at one time and then put them back in the box? Um, what else? You know, what what other ver? What how many different versions will we get? Well, you know, will we get a you know, will we get a, a deluxe CD pack? And will, will we get you know? 
a vinyl, a colored vinyl, you know, how, how many versions of this will Ken buy? So, you know, th these are the questions that, that, that we're going to have answers for on the next show, and, and I'm, I'll be excited to talk about it. Yeah, I don't doubt that we'll be learning a lot more information as we creep towards release date, which I can't remember what the release date was on. I think one October the side said October. I, yeah, and then the other and and then another one, Apple Music, said November the twenty second. So October, November at this point until official announcement makes everything official. Ken, egregious omissions that you think are and how many versions are you gonna buy? Yeah. Well, you don't know how many versions there are yet. I mean, I, yeah, exactly. What's the over/under for America? Well, if it's, it's anything, I, I mean, <laughs> definitely a box, definitely probably some vinyl, um, but and then be, <laughs> beyond beyond that, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I'm just looking forward to what what they're going to actually then include. Otherwise, that's you know, not music, the you know, like a book and maybe po poster, maybe the loudest for band in the world poster you know fold out or something like that and yeah program uh, version again, of the tour book yeah the how, the many, how many versions kit. of destroyer 45 did you buy by the way <laughs> there's two well one i got real there's cheap two. okay i got one real cheap. no but, got... but then you had the vinyl no real oh, version I real version see your colored cheap. vinyl yeah, um, black vinyl black vinyl maybe yeah see, see. keep going <laughs> wow but, uh, that's uh, <laughs> You didn't, you didn't buy any journal. I was actually bad. I bought the digital because I wanted the the uh, the flak lossless. Yeah. Um, I bought the box, the deluxe box. Then I saw the colored vinyl under the gatefold. I'm like, fuck, take my money. And I actually I bought yeah. that. I, I never buy vinyl these days. Um, and then the CD because I got one of the signed ones with the uh, oh, yeah. the little insert the sticker, card, yeah, what, or whatever it was. So, right. one question. Uh, and this is what only one thing that concerns me about this is, you know, that they remastered the original album, supposedly, right? Uh, I'm hoping it, it, we don't have a problem like we did with uh, the 2014 uh, remasters. They used the wrong version where, of the album? Where they, yeah, they, yeah. I, I'm hoping they got this right and didn't screw that up. Well, I, I think Creatures of the Night 1985 remix being listed explicitly as track 43. Yeah, it makes you think. I, I, I yeah, hope yeah. that's. I hope that is the case because the difference is noticeable between those two versions in particular. Yeah. Very noticeable. Um, yeah. I've AB'd the other ones and I've never been able to tell the difference. It, 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 it really is noticeable on Creatures, uh, the title track, obviously, uh, which was, I think, the lead-off track on the album as well. Mark? Egregious omissions and how many versions you get to buy? Um, well, I, I am excited about it. So I, at the very least, I know I'll buy the vinyls for sure because I, I bought the vinyl of the Destroyer one, believe it or not. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna definitely go for the box this time. I did, you know, I did order the box of the Destroyer, but that whole thing with the DHL shipping and the extra sixty dollars they're trying to nail me for in customs, I was like, you know what, <clears throat> you can take that box and shove it. So I never ended up getting it. But uh, you know, I'm looking forward to this. Though I'm hoping that you know it's going to be a little bit more easier to obtain this one because I am I am I am really looking forward to this. I have been enjoying the soundboards I've been hearing, and again, that me oh having them has done nothing to dim my anticipation of this release. So I'm looking very much forward to getting it. 
any egregious emissions. I mean, that doesn't bother me, to be quite honest, that they don't have out in the streets and all these other things. We have so much other stuff that we got on here. And like we said, we haven't even, we don't even know what the, the, the stuff within the box is. I mean, I'm a big collector of tour programs. I have a lot of Rush tour programs that I collect. So I'd love to be able to get some of these, you know, KISS programs now in my collection. It'd be fantastic. So I'm looking forward to maybe getting something like that in the box, you know, some other posters and stuff like that. I, I, lo I love that kind of stuff. I, I really do. So I'm looking forward to this and, uh, you know, just bring it on. I mean, I just hope that, like like Ken said, hopefully they didn't make any botches this time with the 2014, you know, versions being used that they redid. And, you know, the, let, let's just hope that it's smooth sailing, error-free as much as possible. And, uh, you know, let, let's, let's make sure that this sells decently well so that we can get yet another box, you know? And, and I'm gonna just ask this right now. I'm just really curious. What is what is what is your first initial thought of what the next one could possibly be? I mean, I'm gonna think to myself that it's gonna be something old again. I'm thinking that they might do something like, I don't know, why, why not do something like, like rock and roll over or something? I mean, I'm thinking that they might go old, but who knows? The, the, it's open to anything. You know, at this point, if it continues to sell well, then we could have many different boxes. All right, Lonnie, what would you like for the next one? Since we haven't even gotten the next, this next one, yeah, what about what? What's next? Let's start speculating because it's because it's the inevitable question. Well, I think we'll stick with like an anniversary type theme since that's what they've done on these two. So you think about it. Well, twenty twenty three. You know, what, what anniversary of it is there? You know, uh, you know, lick, lick it up. I don't, I don't know. I don't see them live doing, three. I don't see them. Do, I don't see them doing anything on Matt. Anything without the makeup. As much First as album, fiftieth anniversary formation that, of, of the band. That's what I think you, is the go to. Fiftieth anniversary of the band. Technically, it was recorded in October, November, December. Correct. I think yeah. that's. I think yeah. that's the go to. Is the fiftieth anniversary of the band, or or twenty fifth anniversary of Psycho Circus. Wow. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Lots of leftover songs there. Wow. There are some good there are some good soundboards that weren't fully used. If you think about the shows that were recorded and released for the European, um, that one and then of course the bootlegs that exist or already circulate at this from the sessions. Lot, and then the ones that don't. The demos that right, do Lonnie, not circulate. Right. So I, I, I say one of those too. Ace Frelli's and, and Peter's demos. Love to hear those. Um, Ken, what would you love next for the third, if there is one? Well, it's not going to have. We haven't even gotten the official announcement of the second. But uh, yeah, <laughs> Kiss no, fans. I, I, I'm really thinking the first album too. Uh, it just makes sense to me that they they should do it. It's yeah, around the 50th anniversary. Um, otherwise, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I want to say love gun, but I I, I don't I don't know. That's I, I, really the first album. Well, it's go back and do love gun right. Yeah, they could remaster, remix it. You know, I don't know. Who knows? Plenty, plenty of demos in live for that one as well. If into if they're going to stick with a five CD format, um, you know, obviously all of your ideas are great. I think first album, Rock and Roll Over, Love Gun, you know, even Psycho Circus are you know very good suggestions. I would actually go with cre um, Crazy Nights. Go into mm -hmm. the non-makeup era and what was a big album internationally. 
you know, obviously, maybe that's my inner Englishman fighting to get out and say, come on, crazy nights. You really <laughs> do love it after all. Uh, but there's also a, a, a bucket full of great demos and some very, very good live recordings. Um, and who knows what else there is that we don't know about. You know, mm -hmm. so I think any of those, pretty much give me anything. I, I, I'm not I'm not fussy. Yeah. You keep yeah. doing five disc sets like this. Um and again, I'm really excited to see what the packaging and all the extras are that are included in all the formats that will be released. I'm very, I must say, I'm thrilled by the reaction to it online, which has been overwhelmingly positive. And it's great to be wrong. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm one who thought that the leaks were going to be a real bummer, you know, on it. But seeing how people are reacting to it, the reality... You know, I hope it, those don't have an impact on it, but I'm glad to be wrong and see such positivity out there in the community and just, you know, no real bitching about things, just honest answer, or honest questions about why certain things aren't there. So that's our thoughts. You know, there'll be a lot more to come on this because obviously we will do a review episode once we can hear the damn thing. Um, yeah. Because, you know, right now we're going off all the versions that we may have heard, not what Universal is able to do with that material. Can't wait for the remix itself of the album. Fantastic. Michael James Jackson, this album is for you. This box set is for you. And again, I wish he was here. Anyway, we're glad that you're all here listening to us. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final, there are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.